0: This is Dave LaGreca of Busted Open, and I know two extremely passionate fans about AEW, Paul Zartman and Tanner Lee. That's right, Paul and Tanner. I love what they bring to the table on the Kicking Out podcast. That's right, the Kicking Out
1: podcast with Tanner Lee and Paul Zartman. Are you listening to me? If you want the latest on AEW and you're an AEW fan,
0: And you want to get the scoop, you listen to Paul and Tanner right now on all podcast forums. I'm talking, you go to the podcast
1: store, you lay down your money, and you buy the Kicking Out podcast. You do it now. If you love AEW, you'll love Tanner and Paul.
0: What's up, everybody? It's Wednesday night, and you know what that means. It's time for another edition of the Kicking Out podcast. Uh, Tanner's not here yet. He's claiming that he's having some uh, technical difficulties, but uh, I'm thinking he's shaking in his boots because he saw next week's card and he's too scared to uh, defend the title. So what we're going to do is we're going to just uh, kind of sit around and chit-chat about this week's AEW Dynamite. It was an action-packed show. I mean, I don't know if you guys saw it or not, but if you have not, you need to go see it. We got all sorts of great stuff from start to finish. We had um, CM Punk joining us on commentary throughout what was supposed to be the whole night, but we didn't exactly get that as we were hoping for. Uh, We saw Brian Danielson address the AEW world champion, Kenny Omega. Matt Hardy continues his feud with Orange Cassidy. Adam Cole making his AEW in-ring debut against Frankie Kazarian, Sean Spears, Darby Allin, Layla Hirsch, Jade Cargill, Dan Lambert, and so much more. I mean, it all was a great show from start to finish. Uh, The show kicked off in great style, as it always does. CM Punk uh, made his way down to the ring, which uh, is always a great thing to watch. He is a brilliant man when it comes to uh, connecting with the um, fans. Oh, hey, look who decided to show up finally.
1: Had to take some time to polish my belt off a little bit.
0: Uh huh. Just a minute. You were scared.
1: Scared of what?
0: You saw next week's promo or next week's card, and you went, oh, "Crap! Paul would defend this, but I'm not going to because uh, I'm too scared to." I don't. Wanna- nope.
1: Nope. Not too scared. Just uh, my man mm-hmm. of my word, and I told everybody I wasn't getting defended till full gear. So.
0: Yeah, defend the belt.
1: <laughs> too, Still too too much of a predictable card next week, even though it's absolutely uh, stacked. Too you think so, huh? I mm, think okay. so. I think Look. so. But thanks for handling the uh, introduction, Paul. Uh, you know technology. You got to love it when it works, and when it doesn't, it's the worst thing in the world.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I still think you just didn't want to be on here because uh, you're too scared.
1: I'm not scared of anything. <laughs> I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to pull still your heelish tactics to make me defend it because uh you can't take it that you just lost the belt but you got to wait a little longer you got to wait defend till november
0: the belt
1: got to wait till november
0: defend so. the belt
1: <laughs> induce time and not yet
0: i might not. just keep doing that until you defend it
1: <laughs> you're gonna play the getting on the nerves game huh
0: uh-huh
1: well hopefully i, it, I can get my uh Notes up here for tonight's show. Like I said, my computer is just not wanting to cooperate at all tonight. Hey, so,
0: you know, I, I haven't gotten too far into anything yet. Uh, I was talking about CM Punk coming down to the ring as you joined us. So, uh, but I will say, you know what? I'll, I'll pull a Fuego if you defend the belt next week. I'll put my car on the line.
1: <laughs> oh wait, I don't, I don't, have I don't need another car. I uh, I don't have the garage room for another car. So you're you're really trying to. Do whatever you can to get me to defend that bell. It's not going to work. I'm not going to not going to fall into your trap. It's because
0: you're not on the same level as me, isn't it?
1: I'm not on the mid level, Paul. I'm oh. not mid. Oh,
0: ouch, ouch. What you going to break out into? Uh, you are my sunshine. Next.
1: <laughs> hey, don't make me start singing uh, the Lambert song at you. <laughs> uh,
0: well, you know, it is a little bit of a fat head, but I'm okay with that.
1: But, uh, yeah, you're talking CM Punk comes out, joins commentary tonight. I was really enjoying his commentary. I think he's really good behind the mic.
0: Yeah, I've always enjoyed Punk on commentary. Um, he seemed to enjoy it when he was in the other company more than he enjoyed being in the ring at some point. So he's always got a nice perspective, um, about each and every match that we don't normally get on a weekly basis from the regular guys.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and yeah, like you said he when when he joined the company, I mean he was gonna say he was open to do whatever, not just in ring work um i like I like how they're using him in different styles,
0: yeah, uh, you know, you said you were hoping that he wasn't wrestling each and every single week um and luckily he's not uh luckily, he is bouncing around, maybe it's just a promo here, a promo there, or mm-hmm. um like this week commentary of course as we'll find out later on as we go on he uh he did get physical tonight but uh it, it wasn't a long segment so i think what they're doing with punk is perfect for punk
1: yep i agree and the show kicked off tonight with a great opening match the aew in-ring debut of adam cole baby against frankie kazarian i know you were uh, excited for this match
0: yeah, but it was. Uh, my heart wanted to go with Adam Cole, but at the same time, I'm a big Frankie fan too. So I was torn from start to finish. I, I'm okay with the finish. Don't get me wrong; I'm not upset about the finish at all. It was a great finish, but uh, it was hard being a Frankie fan.
1: Yeah, I knew. It. I knew they weren't going to have Adam Cole lose his debut
0: match. Oh no way! I mean, but no uh, way. That's what other yeah, companies do.
1: Poor Frankie hadn't won. A- Big TV match in a while, um, no. it seems like. But uh, the crowd was really into it. We got a This Is Awesome chant from the crowd. Uh, towards the end of the match, Cole av- avoided a leg drop from Frankie Casarian. He hit the Panama Sunrise. Then he hit the uh, shot to the back of the head. You know, his, his famous takes the uh, knee pad down, hits, hits the knee to the back of the head. And that was for the one, two, three. Uh, post-match, Adam Cole got on the mic. Uh, of course, he said, uh, "Who's ready for story time with Adam Cole, baby?" Uh, he says, "Hope can be a dangerous thing." He says, "Since being here, three people have already gone under his skin." He names Christian Cage, Luchasaurus, and Jungle Boy. He says, "They are if they are so tough on next week's next week's Rampage. How about those three versus himself and the Young Bucks in a six man tag?"
0: Yes, or as we uh, have now known them to be called, the Super Click.
1: Yes, I did see where Pfeiffer reported earlier this week that AW applied for those trademarks for SuperClick. So thought yeah. that was coming sooner or later.
0: Now, is it uh, K-L-I-Q or is it spelled differently?
1: I think it's K-L-I-Q. Okay. I believe I, I could be misspoken. I just you know saw the headline real quick. Um, but I'm all for it. Yeah, I, I did not know until tonight that Rampage is going to be also a two-hour event next week.
0: I didn't either. When they announced that, I was like, wait a minute. What? I'm confused.
1: I thought he misspoke. I thought he said rampage on yeah. accident. He meant to say dynamite. But, um, as we would come to find out later in the night, that was not the case. So
0: four hours of AEW on TNT next week.
1: Yes. Uh, two super cards, two cards yeah. that we could could easily be on pay-per-view. We're mm-hmm. getting on free television. Gotta love Tony Khan. Um, <laughs> we then see the butcher and the blade. Um, they, they, it's a little promo that they're going to be going against AW World Tag Team Champions the Lucha Brothers. That's going to be on this week's Rampage. Yeah, Butcher and Blader, number one contenders.
0: I know. They just, I think they held on to their previous record because I mean, there's, it it would make no sense to have them di- uh have Butcher return and oh look you're going for the belts and right. less. They still had the best record at the time of Butcher going out, and they just said, "Well, look, we're going to bring your record over."
1: Right. Uh, they were giving them quite a push before Butcher got on the injured uh, list, and then so give them their shot. Don't see any way they win Friday night, but should be an entertaining match nonetheless. Yep. Then, then we go backstage to Sammy Guevara and Fuego de Sol. Fuego challenges uh, Miro to another TNT title match. He's showing off his new car he's picked up since he signed with AW. And he decided to put this car on the line. To get another shot at the TNT title. That will also be this Friday on Rampage.
0: Yeah. um, Are we getting away from the inner circle? Completely? Because I mean if you follow Sammy. And you follow his vlog. You know him and Fuego are part of the vlog crew. um, Along with Five. And um, yeah. Can't even think of his name now. Not Charlie.
1: I, I haven't been paying attention to who you list, listed off. I was looking over my notes. So
0: <laughs> Sammy Fuego uh, 5 and the other member of uh, the Vlog Street Boys. Griff Garrison? There we go. Couldn't think yeah. of his name. All I could think of was Charlie. <laughs> and I knew that wasn't right because that's, yeah. you know, Charlie.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we've, we're have we seeing bits and pieces of the inner circle and the pinnacle still, but not them together as a whole. Yeah. So I don't know. be
0: interesting. I'm. I'm interested to see what comes of the inner circle jerk as they were referenced earlier or later, or later on in later the show. On.
1: Well, uh, speaking of circle jerk, MJF comes to the ring with uh, a by his side, comes out the big booze. Uh, he even doesn't let his music play all the way through. He says uh, fans were so simple sympathetic last week to cry and Brian. Now he stands in the armpit of America, New Jersey. MJF uh, rips on the, Stayed a bit more. The crowd tells him to shut the F up, uh, get a chant going. MGF says no. He said he'd like to have a conversation with the late, great Brian Pillman. He looks up to the skies and this says, oh, who am I kidding? He then looks down and says, hey, Pillman, we have to talk. Big bruise from the crowd. What did you think of this, Paul? I thought it was just nuclear heat. I did see a lot of Twitter not care for this at all. They thought he took it too far.
0: Yeah, you know, here's the thing, though. There were tweets last week that said he took it too far, but those same people that are tweeting that MJF took it too far are the same people who are backing Max for his stunt. Max Caster.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So uh, it's the wrestling fandom. You can't make them happy no matter what you do. You push the envelope. Oh, my gosh, you went too far. You don't push it. You need to push the envelope.
1: You're right. Um, I
0: thought it was a great segment.
1: I mean, I just, like, I text you. I'm like, he's the best heel in professional wrestling. You can't tell me otherwise.
0: Absolutely. I mean, his Absolutely. heat right now is just
1: nuclear. Um, he says Pillman Jr. is the worst second generation Generational wrestler. He wants him to tell Pil- Pillman Jr. if he shows up in Queens, he's going to get taken out. Ultimately, Pillman will find out I'm better than you and you. And then Brian Pillman Jr.'s music hits. So MJF sent Wardlow up the ramp to meet him there. But Pillman ran from the other side has a chair in his hand. Uh, MGF's backing into the turnbuckle. Uh, Warlow comes back in to stop him. Pillman takes a swing at Wardlow, who then charges at him. Pillman goes for a low bridge to get rid of him, but MGF and Wardlow bark at him as they uh, circle the ring since they both exited. So, um, yeah, so we're going to get Pillman Jr. versus MGF next Wednesday on Dynamite Grand Slam.
0: And, you know, as you were kind of going over that segment I was sitting there thinking You know this reminds me of Jericho Punk That feud from their previous company When Jericho was talking about Punk's dad being an alcoholic
1: So you're talking WWE Wrestlemania Um 29 Yes Okay.
0: It It, it reminds me of it in the aspect of MJF Going after the family members Who aren't in his life Um but everybody loved it when Jericho did it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just one of those things.
1: Yep. Yep. It's, it's different. Um, And then we saw a segment from earlier today, JR, old Jim Ross, uh, talking with Brian Pillman Jr. about being worried about Pillman last week. He felt uh, Pillman got embarrassed for what happened to him. Uh, he's asking him if he's going to whoop MJF's ass because that's what's going to take. Uh, Pillman says last week he felt like he let down his dad. He tells MJF, they're not the same, and he has never been in the ring with a guy like him. He may look a certain way, but he has a uh, a, a feral upbringing and plans on taking MJF out.
0: I honestly feel like that package should have played prior to MJF I agree. coming out. I agree. Um, It seemed poorly placed.
1: Yep, I it agree. It was a
0: good segment, just poorly placed.
1: I thought so too. I'm like, well, well we already kind of saw the – We we knew the match was going to happen already. I mean, this wasn't needed there. So yeah, Uh, backstage we saw Alex Marvez talking with the Jurassic Express. Um, Jungle Boy says there's been a whole lot of fuss between the two groups. He goes to talk, but Christian Cage says he ultimately uh, that Adam Cole um, actually has good friends who saved him from developmental, taking a shot at NXT. He continues that Adam Cole knows what it's like to lose the Wednesday Night Wars, and now it will be on Fridays. So Christian definitely taking some digs at his old company.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I was going to bring up that, uh, since you already, or since you're already used to losing the Wednesday night war, let's make it Friday night thing. But you kind of, uh, already got that one for me, but yeah, that was, I don't know. Sometimes it's nice when it's just little jabs like that and it's not a whole big segment, but sometimes, and I think you and I both agree on this, they dig at WWE way too much
1: sometimes. Yeah, it, it just seems like WWE's all in the, always in the back of their minds. Um, I mean, they can say whatever they want as far as, oh, we're not worried about them. We're worried about our own product. It's not a competition, yada, yada. When you're taking this many shots at, at the other company, at WWE, then it, it kind of feels like it is.
0: Yeah, completely so, agree.
1: Yeah, which is okay, but just don't act like they're not. Um.
0: Right, and let's not let it turn into a WCW-style thing.
1: Right. We then get a matchup with FTR with Tully Blanchard versus Dante Martin and Matt Seidel. Nice to see FTR on TV yet again this week. Um, this match went about how I anticipated it would, FTR getting a pretty easy win. Uh, towards the end of the match, we see Dante Martin vault off uh, Dax Harwood's chest, hit a big Sunset flip, flip, but blocked. but it was blocked by Cash Wheeler's help. Um, double pin attempts for two Dante Martin tries to use his agility to avoid both guys but ends up taking the big rig for the one two three
0: yeah uh, another match with Dante just looking super strong Mm -hmm. Uh, this kid is absolutely on fire I mean mid-match when him and Matt both launched themselves outside at FTR uh, Dante stood up and the crowd just went Wild. Of course, he collapsed again afterwards, but the crowd went wild for it.
1: Yep. I mean he is a future star. I mean, we've said over and over again, he's only 20 years old.
0: Yeah, I know. Man, what were you doing at 20?
1: I was not wrestling, that's for sure. <laughs> right. Um, we then see commentary talking about the Suzuki incident that really blew up on the internet this past week. I like how they've made it into an angle on last week's show. Punk takes the lead on what happened about Suzuki feeling insulted that his entrance was cut short last week. We then see Lance Archer and Minero Suzuki talk about John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. Archer talks about how they are uh, Suzuki gun members from New Japan Pro Wrestling and plan on showing the two of them what Shawn Style is all about. He challenges them to a tag match at next week's Grand Slam show.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to this. They're doing something with Archer. That's all I care about. Archer is back on TV. I was so excited when that segment started and it was Archer.
1: Yeah, I'm glad he is back on TV. I wish they'd give him away from Moxley a little bit though, but at least this is in a tag team format. It's a little different. Um Yeah. Yeah.
0: There, there's plenty they can do with him. You know, maybe this becomes a new tag team. And maybe they work their way up the rankings and challenge for the titles.
1: Yeah, it could in be. 2022. I, yeah. I don't know how much longer we'll see Suzuki on AEW television, but uh, yeah. we'll see. We'll have to see.
0: Archer needs something, though.
1: He does. He does. We've talked about that many different times. Um, then we go back to the ring. The lights go out and come back on, and Malachi Black's music's playing with him sitting on the stage. He makes his way to the ring. He says they have evil in their, in their midst. The camera then zooms over to actress uh, Rosario Dawson. She's an actress and a judge on TBS's Go Big show, which along with Cody Rhodes, of course, she's wearing a Nightmare Family jacket. She comes to ringside and actually stands up to to Malachi Black. Then all of a sudden the camera pans and we see Cody Rhodes coming down in her fully red suit, making his way down through the stands as Malachi looks on. Uh, Rosario jumps on Malachi's back. She eventually... um, get shrugged off as Cody gets there and they begin brawling. The two make their way up through the stands, throwing punches at each other. Uh, Cody hit a big shot to Malachi, then took a person's drink and smashed it against Malachi. As they continue to work their way back up, Malachi actually took somebody's drink and smashed Cody. And then we went to commercial break and that was the end of that segment.
0: Yeah, it was a uh, good segment. Uh, I enjoyed it. It was a, uh... It was nice to see Cody come back and not have to hit the entrance music and everything else to have a return. And, of course, as a comic book fan, I see Cody and all that went through my head is you may be wondering why the red suit. Well, it's so the bad guys can't see me bleed.
1: Interesting. Okay. Okay. I got a Cody comment here real quick, but we we have a uh, viewer comment. I want a question I want to get to. AJ Noel, thanks, AJ, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Is Black being booked well compared to his WWE run?
0: I think so. I mean, this is just the start of his run in AEW, Um, you know, right up against the Nightmare family, taking them out one by one versus coming in with a group of however many people the factory had. Uh, That feud wasn't done right. I feel that the Black... Cody feud is being done a lot better and it's making black look super strong.
1: Yeah. I like how they're booking him. i, mean, I thought NXT did a great job with Alistair black, but then when he got to the main roster, I thought they kind of, uh, kind of blew it with him. I mean, he looked strong for a little while and then I know he did get injured a time or two, but towards the end when, you know, he was just sitting backstage doing little promos about people knocking on his door. Um, I like the way A.W.'s use him. I loved his entrance. I think his, the aesthetics of his entrance make him look real strong. And then, like you said, Paul, he smashes, he squashes Cody pretty much and tries to send him into retirement. They takes out Cody's family one by one leading up to next week's rematch at Arthur Ashe on um, Grand Slam. I, I really like it. Um, and I know we talked about this last week. Even though we're both looking forward to this match and we're happy to see Cody back in a big-time match, At least, I'm assuming you're on the same page here, Paul. Malachi needs to go over again.
0: Oh, absolutely. I completely agree with you. Um, You know, one of the guys on commentary made a comment, and I didn't catch who it was, uh, that it seems like Cody's passion for pro wrestling has been reignited. Yeah, I think that was Shivani, maybe?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I I agree with that because Cody was just kind of going through, you know, match after match. Mm Um, putting guys over, winning matches, losing matches. It was just a vicious cycle, and he didn't seem that into it there the last few matches, but that fire that Cody had when it was originally supposed to be the elite versus the inner circle um, leading up to... Stadium Stampede, that's the kind of Cody that this reminded me of.
1: Yeah, I, I thought it was interesting. I, I, it honestly was the shock of the night for me to see him back on TV. I thought they should do some sort of promo or or actually how I thought they should introduce the match. I didn't think they should have uh, previewed it last week like they did with the match card. I thought they should have not announced anything tonight, have like a, a promo or something or Cody announcing that he's back and next week Malachi, you're next or something. Um, but I was glad to see Cody return tonight, but I was surprised with the way they did it. no entrance, no entrance music, just no big really anticipation. all of a sudden, the camera just picks up Cody here he comes down the steps, so um, just interesting, different than they've done before but um i'm I'm all about it.
0: I think it worked well with Cody um I don't think it would have worked well in any other circumstance other than tonight.
1: yeah, yeah, I agree. Got another question here from AJ. Do you guys think CM Punk's return could be the biggest return to wrestling of all time?
0: Uh, most anticipated loudest pop? Yes. Yes, I do. Uh, it's one of the loudest pops since I've been watching um, pro wrestling in, yeah, the shirt. <laughs> Mine's on its way, maybe, sometime, if it ever gets printed.
1: I ordered it, the, uh, uh... Actually, by the time I got through the website, it was the Saturday after he made his return on Ram- Rampage, and it just came this week. So, um yeah, I ordered no, my dear. I, I think it is dur- the biggest return of all time. Seven year hiatus, He's coming back. Sorry, won a big pay per view match over Darby. He's got a TV match coming up next week for the first time in seven years. Um I think it is. I mean, the only other guy I can think of whenever he comes back that's this big a deal is The Rock.
0: Exactly. Exactly, and that's just because you know the rock's the people's champion, regardless if he's got a belt or not. Well, I he mean, just,
1: he's such a worldwide star. I, oh, mean, I mean, he's the biggest action movie star, arguably in the world. So
0: yeah, he's quickly racking up the number of films he's been in, and he's going to have probably the one of the longest running IMDb's or whatever it's called. I, I after think, a while,
1: I think the only other guy, if he was ever to return for one more match, um, that could get as much of an anticipated return for an in-ring return would be Stone Cold. Yes. If he was ever to come back for one more match, that would probably equal the anticipation level that Punk's got.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could say Undertaker, you could say Hogan, you could say, just a lot Man, of these I, I big never name wanna, guys want to
1: see Hulk Hogan and rain again. And I'm going, no, no,
0: no, neither do he, I, but
1: in undertakers retired. And I, I don't think those two are near the level of if stone cold was the come. I, mean, I mean, the last actual, I'm going to say match we saw was WrestleMania 19, the rock yeah. The rock, Stone cold, nobody knew that was going to be his last match except him.
0: So, right. And, you know, I, as I sit here and go through massive anticipated returns, it was teased for weeks. We knew the announcement was made ahead of time. Sting's return. Still not as loud of a pop as Punk got.
1: Sting's return to WWE?
0: Or is Stings, Sting's return even
1: WWE?
0: to uh, AEW. The debut to AEW. His return to professional wrestling, let's say.
1: That shocked me in December. I didn't see that coming.
0: I thought we had the announcement that that was coming.
1: No, it was a winner is coming. It shocked the world. Remember TNT got mad because it wasn't. Oh, right. Yeah. He was the last one apart from
0: punk that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That that, that was a shock. I mean, the only thing that was kind of like two months before that was WWE kind of pulled some of his merchandise, but nobody really thought much of it.
0: Well, yeah. 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 That's why I think uh, we're going to start seeing more and more debuts at pay-per-views because then they don't have to worry about announcing it ahead of time.
1: Yep. Did you see um, one possible return um, on Twitter page today? Just tweeted January. Mm. That's all she said. Mm. Uh, One more from AJ here. And and don't worry about blowing us. He said, sorry to blow you all up. No, we like this. Oh, absolutely. Um, Well, Kevin Owens be all elite when his contract is up in WWE. Hashtag kill, sting, kill. Kevin Sting. Mount Rushmore contracts up. It sounds like late January, according to SRS and Fightful. What say you, Paul?
0: I mean, there's a lot of time between now and the end of his contract. I think he's paying very close attention. I think a lot of people in that company are paying very, very close attention. Um, kind of a spoiler alert that came out via social media was a bunch of, uh, former NXT stars debuting at the dark tapings at universal. Um, so yeah, I think that company's paying very close attention as their contracts start to run out. I wouldn't be surprised even if it's just a, not even being truly all elite, but just coming in like, like Carlito did coming in once or twice and be
1: gone. Oh, I think if he's coming in, he's coming in hot. I mean that the AEW fan base Pops for guys like Kevin Sting, El Generico; those <laughs> guys fit AEW perfectly. They, I would say because those two fit AEW, guys, they fit AEW better than Bray, Bray Wyatt would. Yeah, because
0: they've got a huge. huge they're indie, indie guys. Following. Exactly
1: what you said, and WWE's come out and said they're not going to sign any guys now. They're looking for the former D1 football players or the stud athletes, so they're going a whole different direction. So AEW's got to get the indie guys. I mean, I. I I would say right now it's 50-50, AJ to um, to answer your question, but come closer. It, it wouldn't yeah. shock me at all to see him in AW and and same thing for Sami Zayn aka El Generico. Except I think his contract's not up till twenty twenty three. Yeah, he signed so. a
0: little bit of a longer contract. Yeah, so. and then you know then he got banned from Saudi Arabia.
1: I, <laughs> I don't know what else Kevin Owens can do. In WWE. No,
0: no the the biggest pop Kevin Owens ever had in my opinion. Was when he walked out and dropped John Cena.
1: Yep, that was a big one. And then the uh, Festival of Friendship, him and, and Chris Jericho, mm-hmm. that whole storyline was awesome.
0: Yeah, apart from that, nothing he's really done has been something that sticks out to me.
1: Right, right. So, so uh, that's one to keep an eye on, though, come late January. Oh, Definitely absolutely. We um, then, uh, back, back on Dynamite, we see the bunny and Anna, J- Anna Jay being. Advertised for this Friday's Rampage. Um, Backstage, we uh, see Alex Marvez go to talk with Anna about her Rampage debut, but Evil Uno goes to say something. A disgruntled Alex Reynolds shows up, and the group starts arguing and bickering and fighting. Anna says if they can't get it together, then she doesn't want any any of them out there for her match.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Uh, The more and more this goes, either Anna saves the Dark Order or the Dark Order's done.
1: All I gotta say is watch the Rochester date later this month.
0: I know. I know. Did I... you see did you see
1: his tweet today?
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm
1: starting to think that's where it's going. I don't know if that's the right direction. And
0: see, here's the thing. And and I hate to be that guy. Every person who's left WWE and come over to AEW has left WWE in their social media handles until the day they debut. Mm -hmm. Adam Cole did. He was still Adam Cole underscore WWE or whatever it was Mm -hmm. until the pay-per-view. Bray Wyatt is still, or well, it's Wyndham now, but it's still WWE Bray Wyatt.
1: And I believe also I saw one talent that was released not too long ago by WWE. There's something WWE has a say in that too on the back end. Is not real easy to get that changed. Okay. He said if it was easy to get a change, he would have a change by now. Not, not, not window, but this was a different guy. I don't remember okay. who it was. Okay. Uh, Alex, Alex, Zane, Alex Zane, maybe I believe who's got a wrestling against Will Ospreay mm. in uh, New Japan, America coming up soon. I think that was who said that, but uh, so there, there's some more that goes into it than just them going in and changing it. But I understand what you're saying.
0: I mean, yeah, I, I can understand. And maybe it is truly you know, that 90-day no-compete clause, they've got to keep that WWE in their social media for that 90 days. Maybe that's the stipulation, and that's why it seems that that's how it kind of works. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, even Ruby Soho, hers was still Ruby Riot until the pay-per-view. Right. So, I don't know. I don't know.
1: We'll see. There's just a lot of rumblings yep. about that Rochester date, which was, of course, the home of Brody Lee, where he was supposed to make his AW debut before COVID started. So, before the pandemic started, I should say. So we will see. It's going to be interesting next few weeks. Yes, it will. Uh, we then see America's top teams, Dan Lambert in the ring with multiple members of the group. Uh, you had Kayla Harrison, Paige Van Zandt, Junior Dos, Dos Santos, Austin uh, Vandervoort, and uh, and and andre I, I he's the one with the ufc tank i cannot pronounce his yeah. name um we also have the men of the year scorpio sky and Ethan page in there dan lambert starts up his usual trash talking to the fans about wrestling aw's product then chris jericho's music hits a big pop from the crowd out comes jericho and jake hager lambert's him to turn the music off he says the fans only really know the lyrics they have to look up on their phones the crowd then proceeds to sing the whole song Jericho says it sounds like 15,000 people like his song. He said he'd seen, seen Lambert's song, but nobody knows the lyrics to I'm a fat-faced dipshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the crowd starts singing that. Um, Jericho says he and Jake aren't scared of them. All they do is try to intimidate. Hager's undefeated in MMA, and he's uh, he's dealt with MMA guys backstage many times over. He kind of brings up uh, Brock Lesnar without bringing up Brock Lesnar. Same thing with Bill Goldberg. Um. Uh Jericho says, how about they come to the ring, knock, knock his teeth out? They walk to the ring. Lambert says if they're gonna have a match against men of the year, it's gonna happen in a real city, not New Jersey. Next week in the Big Apple, Jericho accepts.
0: Yeah. I'm ready for this match. I don't know why, but I am ready for this. No, match. I am
1: it was a direction I didn't see coming. I didn't know exactly. who the men of the year were gonna face. And um Hager and Jericho cool
0: Yeah yeah and that kind of goes Back to the what is the inner circle Doing these days are are they, a little bit are they Not I mean
1: well It seems like a lot of them are getting TV time and no Sammy I mean Sammy got really? TV Time backstage but he's not getting any matches I don't uh, know. Maybe he's a little injured we don't know about
0: him. Uh, I don't know I don't know if you watch this vlog this week I mean maybe that had something to do with it Yeah could have what scott did to him <laughs> yeah
1: yeah well darby got him back too so. <laughs> yeah Um, we then get an interesting uh, backstage promo or not backstage but there's a promo billy gunn says they attacked paul white because they want to get their point across he says as a trio or tag team they're undefeated in AEW, and if records matter so much uh they will get their respect one way or another i actually like this
0: yeah i do too um because there's always all this talk about the ratings, the rankings, you know, you got to move up the rankings. You don't just get it handed to you. And then you get a good team or a good singles competitor who's got a lot of wins under their belt that should be in the top five. That is yep. isn't.
1: Yep. And, and I, I, once again, I think, I think by the end of the year, we're going to have some, or maybe I shouldn't say by the end of the year are in September, but by sometime in 2022, we're going to have a trios title. The Gun Club's a perfect oh, yeah. candidate to be Trio's champions.
0: Yeah, maybe that's why the Bucks dropped the belts. I mean, them and Adam Cole debuting
1: it? Could be. Could be. I still have my theory on the Adam Cole stuff eventually.
0: <laughs> oh, I uh, I do too.
1: Yeah. Um, I, do but, too. I mean, Especially for everybody watches BT. I still got my theories about that. Mm-hmm. We then got uh, the women's match of the night. It was not at 9.30 like usual. Uh, Layla Hirsch versus Jade Cargill. Like you said, this shows that Tony's got a lot of uh, promise in these girls, a lot of faith in these girls. Um, fun match. I mean, two very physical competitors. In the end, uh, Jade Cargo does go over via pinfall. Uh, Jade rolls out to the floor. Layla Hirsch hits her this time with a suicide dive She tried to earlier in the match Hit Mar- Major Mark Sterling instead She throws Cargo back into the ring Running knee to the face for a two count Layla gets up to the top rope for a moonsault But comes up empty Cargo lands a big pump kick to the face And that'll do it one, two, three so Jay is now 13-0 and 0.
0: But yet Where's she at on the top five?
1: She is cracked in the top five But she's not first, second, or third
0: I know that, that kind of goes back. There's just a few of them, and I think something will change regarding that in the next couple of months. I say mid-2022 at the very latest.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think um, I'll go on record right now on September 15th, 2021, and she'll be the women's champion sometime in 2022.
0: Yeah, I agree with that.
1: We then uh, get a backstage segment from Andrade El Idolo explaining why he got rid of Chava last week on last week's Rampage. He did not give the order for his assistant to interrupt the match between him and Pac. Apparently, Chavo gave the order. Andrade says he's the kingpin. Commentary seems to think Chavo is done with him.
0: Well, I mean... Woo! (laughs) You go for the moves. I went for the woo. Little He's he's going to be flying.
1: Limousine riding. Kiss stealing. Wheeling dealing. Son of a gun. Coming to TV soon. I
0: believe. He's been backstage like, Yep. Since the pay per view, yep, every week. So,
1: here's a question for you, Paul. They keep teasing a Tully Sting match. Do you want to see Sting Flair one more time? No. Yeah, me neither.
0: <laughs> but but here's something interesting. Okay, if you bring Flair in, let's look at this: Tully, Arn, Dean Malenko, Flair.
1: Well, and, um, oh, goodness, what's-his-face, was on one of the episodes down Daly's place. Um, uh, manager, help me out here. <laughs> Which one? <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> he was the one that said something to Shivani, remember? And Shivani shot back on the mic. Uh, I can't. Oh, you, man. You know. You're
0: making me think back to Daly's place. I, I don't remember last week, okay? <laughs> we uh, got another,
1: another comment here from AJ. Is Andrade a true main event guy? Heard he's got some frustration backstage due to his booking.
0: Yes, he is a main event guy. Um, I think they're kind of waiting. And uh, I think his frustration that we see his tweets and everything is just all playing into that. I, I think there's a bigger payoff here. Um, I mean, he's going to have his future father-in-law by his side at some point before the end of 2021. And I think we're going to see things take a big change. Um, you know, Andrade still has the AAA stuff that he's doing a lot of. Um, well, not so much anymore, but he's still involved in AAA, So, Yes, he's a main event guy, and I think once we get the right pairing, which will be when Ric Flair joins him, we'll really see him.
1: Yeah, he he looks like a million bucks. We know he's one of the better in-ring workers in the world. Um, I'd love to see him in the TNT title picture.
0: Yeah, him and Nero?
1: Because the way they've booked that title, that title's not a mid-card title. No. It's it's up there along with the world title, so.
0: Yeah, when it started, I thought we were just gonna have a TV title. Yep. It was who cares? It's gonna change hands every week, like our truth with the twenty four seven title. And that's yep. not been the case.
1: Yep. Then uh, we go back to commentary. Then I don't know where we see Taz walk up to Punk. Punk says, "I don't. I didn't know they let trolls cross the bridge." I popped at that. I thought that was funny. Um, but Taz is all paranoid, wondering if Punk's trying to take his job. Punk says he's not trying to take Taz's job and gets up out of his chair. Taz backs up as Hook stays in the way, which Twitter's loving that. Twitter loves Hook. It's Mm -hmm. kind of a running joke. I I love that people think it's serious. But uh, Punk walks forward and ends up staring down Hook. From behind, Powerhouse Hobbs attacks Punk and knocks him down. Punk looks to fight back, but Hook locks him in a dragon sleeper as Hobbs kicks him. Hook tells commentary to bounce from the table. Hobbs brings Punk over to the table and slams him on it. The table doesn't break, but uh, he hits it pretty hard.
0: He did. I heard that thud. I mean, that there was definitely a thud there, and it may have just been because the mics were still hot. Yeah. But
1: that was it, looked, a thud. it looked like it hurt. Um, that yeah. was the first announced table spot I can remember AEW doing. I don't remember getting yes. the spot with the announcer table before.
0: There was a stint on BTE where they were looking for the Spanish announce table, yes. but they never truly found it.
1: Correct, correct.
0: So, so, because Marco wanted to be the first one to put somebody through it.
1: And later on the night, we'd find out that CM Punk's going to make his first cable television match in seven years when he will face powerhouse Will Hobbs next Friday night on Rampage.
0: That should be a fun one. Punk losing that.
1: Nope. Okay. Nope. Even though I think Tony Khan is preparing Will Hobbs for a big, big push, um, I will go on record, like once again, uh, on September 15, thousand twenty one, Will Hobbs will be AW's first African American heavyweight champion.
0: Yes. Rightfully so too.
1: Mm-hmm. Look what WWE's doing right now with Big E, which is yes. uh well deserved. Congratulations, guy. Him, by the way. Great guy who's worked hard, paid his dues mm-hmm. and Sounds like he's a guy that all the boys really like backstage. So.
0: Yep. Uh, definitely very close with uh, a one April Brooks. Yep. Um, so. Yep. Yeah. yep he seems like all yeah. over
1: the wrestling world. So yeah, we didn't get a match, a heavily advertised match. Sean Spears with Tully Blanchard versus Darby Allen with Sting. Yeah. Um, Fun match here. Uh, Darby ends up going over Spears, which I forgot Spears gave Darby his first loss in AEW way back in 2019 too. at Fight for the Fallen. Um, I did,
0: too. That started showing, and I went, hey, that's Daly's face. Wait, that's Fight for the Fallen. Yep.
1: Towards the end of the match, Spears was looking for the C4 on the steps but didn't get it. Allen went over uh, the top for a stunner on the top rope. Spears, Spears falls back on the steps. A Darby hits a crazy suicide dive and throws Spears back in the ring, hits a coffin drop for the one, two, three. Post match, FTR gets in the ring. They start battling with Sting and Darby. Tolly comes into the ring with a chair and whacks Sting in the back. Barely does anything. Sting kicks it away. He's ready to go after Tolly. FTR then attacks Sting from behind and uh, they continue swinging away. Darby tries to interfere, doesn't work. Uh, then they hit a spike pile driver on Sting. Tolly then goes and gets. Uh, Towel and wipes the face paint off Sting just like uh, he did Or Spears did to um, Darby during the match He throws a towel at him as FTR Continued to disrespect the legend And later on the night we found out That FTR will face Sting And Darby next Wednesday on Dynamite
0: Let me ask you a question Okay Are they truly building us the um, Crow Sting from WCW That we should have gotten.
1: Um, I guess I don't know what you're what you mean by that.
0: Have you ever seen the crow?
1: Yes, I yeah. have. But... Kind of
0: how, you know, as long as the crow's there, he can't be injured. We kind of see some of that, you know, with going through a table, sitting right back up, taking a share shot. They never really did that in WCW. They gave him this crow character, but yet he was still just a regular guy. And I feel we're finally starting to see that you know, how many times has he been dropped and he just stands mm-hmm. right back up?
1: Yeah. I mean, Hulk Hogan does that stuff, too. It's just the yeah. legends, the legends that they kind of have a Hulk up moment. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I I would like to see FTR go over these two, but I'm, I don't think they'll do that.
0: I uh, will. Yeah, they might. Yeah. I
1: don't know. It's awesome.
0: Yeah, it is. It is for sure. We'll see
1: you next Wednesday night. We then see uh, Brian Danielson saying the way the elite acts and dresses are the way uh, in- insecure people act. Um, he's heard and seen how great Kenny Omega is, but the reality is he's just excited to get back in the ring, come to AW. This will be him at his best, and he wants a match against Omega. Danielson says, Everybody here wants to prove themselves. I'm here. I'm game. Let's go. Shivani then uh, asks Daniel Bryanson to come out to the ring. Uh, he comes out, and then Don Callis interrupts him. The hippie millionaire, what uh, a uh, calls him a few names. Callis taunts Danielson about signing a big contract and coming to the number one company in wrestling that was built on the back of Kenny Omega. Callus says Danielson came here because he wanted to do what's best for pro wrestling as a whole, and people call him a carny piece of shit. Callus continues, Omega apparently said that's just how Danielson thinks. Callus says, if that's the case, he's a mark like all the other people. Callus goes on and on and on till. Uh, Brian Danielson finally tells him to shut up. Uh, Danielson says he just wants to talk to Kenny Omega. He says someday it will be about the title, but for right now, it's just about who is better. The crowd breaks out in a big yes chant. Callis says no way. Brian keeps telling Callis to shut up and calls him a piece of shit again. We got a lot of
0: <laughs> shit bombs
1: tonight. On on on, we on got a America. lot
0: of edgy language. It tonight. was a lot.
1: It was. I was like, wow. I you know. I, I mean, I was.
0: Yeah, I was kind of shocked that they showed the A E F N W sign. You know, the yeah, it ECW was all over the place. You could hear a then big Jericho, from the crowd,
1: Jericho, yeah. Jericho. Yep, I mean, it was all over the place. Oof. I enjoyed uh, it.
0: Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. I was just, it was, it surprised me.
0: Um, yeah, it was just that right amount of edgy.
1: Danielson said he came here to fight the best bout machine in the God of Wrestling. Well, he's seen as a guy who hangs out with a bunch of goofy stooges. Danielson wonders if Kenny just simply lost his balls along the way. He has the champion yes or no. Mega finally accepts the match is going to happen on next Wednesday's Grand Slam. I don't think there's a wrestling, a match, wrestling world I'm more excited to see than this one.
0: I have one thing to say. If these two lay down in the middle of the ring, look at each other, and go to arm wrestle, I'm I, I'm done. I'm done. We've yeah. already seen that.
1: Well, and you know... <laughs> I, I think this match will be fantastic But with that said I could see it going one or two ways It's going to be a match of the year candidate Or it's going to be a flop Yeah Because the expectations are so high They could have a yeah. heck of a four star match And be probably considered a flop
0: Are we going to see a six star match?
1: <laughs> I would think maybe Their eventual matchup for the title Down the line But uh, this is going to be fun and maybe, yes. maybe we see some cowboys show up at the end of next week. Ooh. Maybe. I know, I don't think his girlfriend or wife, fiance, whatever she may be, I don't think they've had their baby yet. So I don't expect them back, but I keep thinking they're hanging on for him to come back. Um, yeah. AJ asks Will, will Brian Danielson finally give the crowd a yes chance? If he can.
0: Yeah, he he's kind of pushing the envelope right now I know he said during the uh, media scrum After the pay-per-view That he's not sure what he can and can't say yet So he's just kind of going to go with it He's never going to stop the crowd From doing the yes chant But he doesn't know if he can or not
1: Well, he okay. is a vi- uh, officially the American Dragon again now Yep. So. Oh.
0: Maybe we change it up to the American chant the, the, the Dragon <laughs> chant, you know
1: Never know. We'll see what happens. (laughs) We then see Miro says his opponents don't usually stick around, so he wonders why Fuego Del Sol is still challenging him. Miro says he's going to first bash his brain and then bash his car. And I think that's exactly what he's going to do.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think he's going to uh, definitely, definitely beat uh, Fuego and then go straight after the car. Will the car be ringside? That's the big question.
1: That is a good question. Should be. Uh, we then see Matt Hardy says that Orange Cassidy broke his nose and nobody does that. Hardy says he's going to take everything from Cassidy starting with his hair.
0: Yeah. And then he called him. He said he's going to make him the big orange
1: egg. That was dumb.
0: Why not say I'm going to make you bald Cassidy?
1: Yeah, that was dumb. That I was mean, dumb. that
0: that's where I was going with this. I was like, ooh, we're going to get bald Cassidy, not Orange Cassidy.
1: Matt Hardy did say in an interview this week that he hopes Jeff Hardy comes to AEW once his contract's up.
0: Uh, honestly, at this point, I think Matt Hardy needs that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This... We did see uh, the lineups for next week's Dynamite and Rampage. Wednesday night on Dynamite, we're going to get Malachi Black versus Cody Rhodes, John Moxley and Eddie Kingston versus Monero Suzuki and Lance Archer, Brian Pillman versus MJF, uh, CM Punk live interview, Britt Baker defending her title. Versus Ruby Soho, Sting and Darby versus FTR with Tully Blanchard, in AEW World Champion Kenny Omega with Don Callis versus Brian Danielson in a non-title match, and then Friday night for Rampage so far, uh, advertised we're gonna get Adam Pol- Cole and the Young Bucks a Super Click as they're calling themselves against Christian Cage and Jurassic Express, Powerhouse Hobbs with Hook versus CM Punk, Chris Jericho and Jake Hager versus Man of the Year Men of the Year with Dan Lambert. Two fun, Mm action-packed shows next week.
0: And you know what? I got to say something. I think Tony Khan listens to the KOP.
1: I think he listens to his audience in whole.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm saying this is the first time we've had a Casino Battle Royale winner not face at the following show or the show after that. True. So this is the longest that we've seen that number one contendership last
1: okay paul we're not doing i'm not putting the title on the line even though you want me to we're not doing confident points but i want some of your predictions right here real quick malachi versus cody who wins malachi i agree with you there john moxley and eddie kingston versus minoru suzuki and lance archer
0: you know i'm 50 50 on this one but i'm gonna go mox and kingston
1: i think mox and kingston win as well Eddie's got to be at a big chant in front of that queen's crowd pillman versus mjf MJF yep. uh, Britt or Ruby Soho
0: As much as I'd like it to be Ruby it's going to be Britt.
1: Yep that's a no brainer I think um, Sting and Darby versus FTR
0: Man that's One of those that's you know y- You want to go Sting and Darby Because it's Sting and Darby But then there's FTR But Hashtag FTR I'm going Sting and Darby
1: I'll go FTR. I'll be different there. All right. Uh, Omega or Brian Danielson?
0: Since it's not for the title, Brian Danielson.
1: I'll go Omega. Okay. Omega. Then Friday night, Adam Cole and the Young Bucks versus Christian Cage and Jurassic Express. Super click. I agree. Prowse Hobbs against CM Punk? Punk. I agree. Jericho and Hager versus Men of the Year.
0: Jericho and Hanger.
1: I agree as well. So we disagree on one match. (laughs) Yes. The main event tonight was John Moxley and Eddie Kingston versus 2.0. Man, they love putting 2.0 in the main events of these shows.
0: And I don't think they officially have an entrance because the one time they came out before their opponent, they didn't have the music. They came out during the commercial break. Every other time, they have attacked their opponent while their opponent is making their entrance. And I love that.
1: And, of course, Daniel Garcia's with them. Um, Mm -hmm. You can tell Tony Khan's big on all three of these guys. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Moxley and Kingston get a big ovation when they come out the wild thing. Uh, Moxley and Kingston end up winning this match via pinfall. Towards the end of the match, uh, we see Parker trying to steal the match with a roll-up, but he ate a spinning back fist. He then then gets hit a DDT. Moxley uh, springs over the top rope and hits the – uh, lariat slash suplex combo for the win. Then we had about four minutes left, so he knew the show wasn't over yet. Post-match maneuver Suzuki's music plays as commentary says his music was cut short last week. Outro Suzuki. He has seven stitches from uh, his match last week versus Moxley. Makes his way to the ring as Moxley and Kingston both face him. Suzuki cheers on the crowd while he stands on the apron. Um, they give him that big uh, chant uh, neat. Ni- Ninair N- chant. Archer shows up, and both teams uh, pair off. The brawl around the ringside. Moxley and Suzuki swing away on the table. Continue to fight around the ring. Eventually, splitting out into the crowd as the show comes to a close.
0: Yeah, um, I for sure thought Mox was eating a ring bell. Um. I did too. I was a little <laughs>
1: nervous about that. Uh,
0: yeah, and about that time, I saw a um, tweet that came across that said "pos pos pos." I won't mention from who. Uh, We'll just say a blonde that you don't want to make mad.
1: Ah, I think I know who you're talking about. (laughs) Um, A fun show tonight, Paul. Give me your rating between zero and 10.
0: You know, this is probably going to be one of my highest rated shows at eight and a half. I mean, it was just, it was good from start to finish. It was jam-packed. It didn't feel jam-packed, though. Um, That action just kept going, and it just kept coming. Great matches, great segments, great promos. Cody's back without having to spend two minutes waiting on, you know, the stuff to come down, him to come out, all that. So, yeah, I give it a solid eight and a half.
1: I'm going bigger. I'm going nine.
0: See, I almost did. The only uh... reason I didn't was that weird Tillman segment.
1: Yeah, it was a little off, and that's probably what lowered it from a a 9.5 to me. I mean, this was probably, I think this is the highest I've ever rated Dynamite. Uh, I just really enjoyed it. A lot of action, a lot of brand-new storylines, a lot of new feuds going on, Um, setting up two huge shows. Next next week could be even higher rating. On on paper, (laughs) that match, or that card is just absolutely stacked. Grand Slam's going to be fun.
0: On paper, it's a 10 out of a 10. Yes. We'll see what happens. Though. Right.
1: Right. Um, wrestler of the night.
0: Man, I knew you were going to ask me that.
1: It's tough this week. And it
0: is. There were a lot of good ones. You know, as the mark, you want to say Cody because Cody's back. But sticking to matches, hmm, I'm going to go Dante Martin. Okay. the The, the kids got me. Yes, he does. line, and sinker. I, I mean, I didn't know who he was when they showed up. You kind of knew who him and his brother were a little bit. Uh, I did not. And Dante in singles and in tag, no matter who it's with, the kid's great.
1: Yeah, he's really branched out on his own. Uh, it'll be uh, entertaining when Darius comes back and see what they can do in the tag division. So, yeah. Um, well, I'm going with Adam Cole, baby.
0: I wanted to, but that was too easy.
1: Oh, it was an easy match, but I mean, it's it's, it's his debut match in AEW. He's excited to be there. He's ready to take off in what he's calling his prime years. I, I know Punk and Brian Danielson are the huge attractions signings. You know, they get the the coverage, the mainstream media, all that attention. But when we look back on it, I think we're going to say Adam Cole was the m- most crucial signing of the bunch.
0: You know what? There is one guy who uh, also occasionally commentates for WWE, who has given more coverage to Adam Cole than anybody else. And that's because he can't stand Adam Cole.
1: Pat McAfee. Yep. <laughs> who is brilliant on commentary. He's awesome. Oh, man. Um, uh, yeah. He, I wish everybody had his excitement and enthusiasm for the business. He's, he's good at what he does.
0: My favorite line from him so far has probably been, and I didn't watch it live. Uh, I saw it on social media when Cena came back. Cole was like, Cena's here, John Cena's back. And he's like, where? (laughs) I can't see him. (laughs) I don't see him. Where is he?
1: (laughs) Yeah, he's kind of a jackass at times, but it's great. Yeah, yeah. Paul, I don't have anything else, so why don't you go ahead and uh, wrap us up?
0: All right. Well, uh, be sure to head on over to Pro Wrestling Tees. Pick yourself up some Kicking Out Podcast merchandise. Support a great podcast and look great doing so. Be sure to follow the Kicking Out Podcast on all social media at Kicking Out Pod. Go ahead and follow Tanner Lee at Tanner Lee92 on all social media. Follow myself as well at Paul Zartman 921 And with that being said, for Tanner Lee, I'm Paul Zartman. Join us again next week as we kick out yet another podcast.